0: I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to this podcast, Doesn't Exist. Doesn't Exist. Doesn't Exist. Doesn't Exist. Who needs a soundboard? Not us. Not us. We're two best friends, and we have this show together because yeah. we like to talk about the spooky, the ooky. the unknown, the unsolved, the confusing, the contentious, <laughs> And also whatever the heck we want. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. It is episode one twenty-five. Can so you crazy believe? I that? was I
1: was thinking through that when I was doing the edit for last episode. I was like, the, it's weird to me that we're so far away from our one hundredth episode already. Yeah, like
0: that feels like it just happened, but right? it was several months ago. Exactly. So that's nuts. Wild times. If you're new here, or if you're just wanting to like reminisce on the, the early days of Aww. the squeaky futon and when our microphone was inside a USPS box. box yep. Uh you can visit our website. This podcast doesn't exist.com.
1: Dot, dot com. So sorry. I thought you were going to say it and I was gonna do the it's bit. So great. It's okay. It's fine. She did this thing, you guys, where she just mouth open, eyes wide. <laughs>
0: and like when you're on stage and you you, you've said the cue line and you're waiting for your scene partner to say and you're like Uh? did they know the line or Uh? did they go up do i need to say something anyway you can stream all of our episodes directly from the website but also wherever you want to listen to us we're We're there we're everywhere really we're everywhere (gasps) see needs a script sometimes we're just too weirdly close together emma's looks like she's dying Um, her (laughs) face is just
1: frozen it scared me i've been wearing headphones for the last few episodes you guys to just gauge our volumes well i've been trying better but that was weird because i could hear myself saying it and someone else saying it and i wasn't looking at it It was very freaky (laughs) well it, it was me it was you
0: i said it yeah anyway the episodes are there. Transcripts, we've got, we're working on it. Yep. Links to all of our socials, some really cool fan art that was submitted back in the early times. In the early days. And you can write into us as well. There's a little form and new special request to prove that you're a number one pod fiend, a top tier fiend. If you have favorite funny quotes or just favorite quotes in general, send them our way because reasons. <laughs> I need them. For stuff. You and might,
1: things. You might get to see some things that you
0: submit. Maybe. So, so thanks. Feel free. You have homework now. <laughs> okay. Anything else for the people, Emma? Or aliens or other life forms? All f-
1: all life forms. I love you. Also, I thought of on a hot girl walk the other day, because mm-hmm. I do those sometimes, I thought of a great new like collective moniker. Mm-hmm. So it's fellows, fems, and fabulous thems. Cute. It made me feel very happy. Well so, done. Thank you. Tiny clap. Thank you. I appreciate tiny clap.
0: Almost almost in time for Pride Month.
1: Almost. We're very close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Rainbow capitalism is almost upon us. It's already here. It's always but, been here. You know, I'm definitely not wearing a crop top from last year's Target Pride collection as we speak. The Finger Guns buy shirt. We love it. Alrighty. righty. Well, if that's... That's, all we have. That's all we people. got. It's about time we get into it. Okay. Is this another Swatch Watch Killer thing? <laughs> I'm here to tell you all about <laughs> Goodness, the Rolex Killer. Are you kidding? <laughs> Not really, but it is an actual case that has that name. I linked to it in the show notes. It's solved, though, so I wouldn't do it on the show. Okay, <laughs> But it was there. I had to for the bit.
1: You genuinely for the scared bit. me. <laughs> you genuinely scared me. I was like, Shannon, it is too close. But you'd get to the end and you'd be like,
0: actually, it's real. And I'm like, <laughs> Are you confused? Go back and listen to 123. You're welcome. We are going to return to California today, for oh, real. Okay. To explore a potentially cursed treasure. treasure. Love it. Treasure. I love a curse. I love a treasure. Yes. Let's go. Yes. So today I'm going to tell you about the Cahuenga Pass treasure. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Great. But first it's time for a little bit of background. <laughs> the Coanga Pass is a low mountain pass through the eastern end of the Santa Monica Mountains in the Hollywood Hills District of Los Angeles, California. The pass connects the Los Angeles basin to the San Fernando Valley via US Route 101 also known as the Hollywood Freeway oh, yay. and Cowinga Boulevard. It is the lowest pass through the mountains. The name Cowinga comes from a Tongva Tongva I think village and likely means at the mountain. Oh, very self-explanatory, thank Indeed. you very much. Indeed. It was the site of two major battles. The Battle of Cahuenga Pass in 1831, which is a fight, or which was, a fight between local settlers and the Mexican-appointed governor and his men. There were two deaths. Oh. And the other battle was the Battle of Providencia. That sounds right. Or the Second Battle of Cahuenga Pass in 1845. This was between the locals over whether to secede from Mexico. Hmm. One mule and one horse died. Oh <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Both of these battles were on the San Fernando Valley side near present day Studio City. and cannonballs are still occasionally found during excavations in the area. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, A little cannonball. Action. I bet you
1: I bet you the people, you know those people who like throw huge magnets into mm-hmm. rivers. Magnet I bet fishing. You, Yeah, I bet you that they've definitely found stuff around there. Love that for them. I know it's terrifying, honestly, extremely terrifying.
0: I uh, uh, yeah. Gross. I'm, I'm just I'm good. I'm a uh, what did Brittany say yesterday? I'm a screened porch person. Like I'm outside, but I'm inside. Yeah, an indoor cat with a bubble backpack. Yeah, exactly. All right, so now we're gonna talk about the treasure. Treasure, and we're gonna talk about the more like general details of it. That's an oxymoron. But just the overview. Okay. Before we get into the curse. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Because it was so quiet in comparison to the rest of your voice. The curse. Alrighty. So the legend of the Cahuenga Pass treasure. treasure. Begins in 1864 when, under Napoleon's rule, France invaded Mexico and proclaimed Archduke Maximilian of Austria as the Emperor of Mexico. Okay. The country's president, Benito Juarez, resisted the European invasion. His role as a reformer actually played a part in setting this conflict in motion. When he gained power, he dramatically reduced the power of the church in government affairs. Mm. The church did not like that. So they sent emissaries to Europe seeking allies and a monarch that would stand with them. Ruh-roh. So they went and they were like... They just don't let us do stuff anymore. So like, <laughs> We yeah. want money. We want land. They won't give it to us. Yeah. Well, and so I linked to a JSTOR article. Oh, love um, JSTOR. It really gets into the nitty gritty of this whole situation. And it's talking about how like Maximilian was just chilling at this palace because he didn't really have a job yet. He was third in line for the Austrian throne, which, like, would have been the better deal than, like, yeah. being emperor of Mexico. But, like, his wife really wanted a throne. Like, she she did not want to just be traipsing around the gardens. She was girl bossing. Yeah. So she was like, babe, babe. And also the Habsburgs were like, bro, get it together. So, anyway, re- you can read more about it if oh, you have j access. The Habsburgs. The Habsburgs. So back to President Benito Juarez. He enlists four agents to raise funds and purchase guns to aid Mexico's defense. Raise funds, purchase guns, raise funds, purchase guns. (laughs) Yeah. They collected over $200,000 in diamonds, gold, pearls, and silver. The agents brought the wealth to San Francisco to barter for weapons to aid them in their wartime efforts, but they were unsuccessful. But you were unsuccessful? For reasons we'll talk about later. Oh. Seeking to hide their fortune, they wrapped it in buckskin and buried it in the hills of San Manteo. I've never sounded more like a white person. <laughs> San Manteo. White people, talk taco night. It's me, except I don't like lettuce or tomatoes. So it's just meat and sour and cream. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so while they're doing that, a shepherd. Named Diego Moreno, sees them, and once they leave, he goes and he digs up the treasure, and then he runs away to Los Angeles. Good boy. He, he's like, "What? Oh, I'm gonna go." Good boy. Um, we don't we don't support thievery.
1: Okay. Well, but they.
0: Okay. I'm, da- uh, I'm, da- uh. I'm just excited for the story that's happening. Okay. Great. But so while he's resting, he stays overnight at this little spot on the Coanga Pass. Okay. Moreno dreamt that he would die if he entered los angeles with the treasure oh no so what does he do he buries it good okay under an ash tree nearby okay six little bundles oh he split it up okay mom i don't really remember if they split it up or if he split it up but there's six i do remember that in 1885 It was said that a package of coins and jewels was discovered under a Kuinga Pass tree by a dog. (laughs) But nothing else was discovered. In 1939, Los Angeles County issued a permit to dig behind the Hollywood Bowl shell after a plausible theory was presented. Again, we'll talk about it more later. Okay. After 24 days, the treasure seekers ended their excavation empty-handed. Although many have searched for the treasure... Nothing has ever been found. Aww. Several versions of this legend exist, but most agree that the seminal account can be found in the memoirs of Major Horace Bell. Bell claimed to have learned the tale from three different men over the course of 15 years, weaving together the details himself. <laughs> and I didn't write it down, but I really should have. One of the sources, like one of his like enemies, <laughs> oh, gosh. described him as like, uh always up to something and usually in a fight or something like that. <laughs> Again, his whole vibe is you can read about it in the JSTOR piece. It's it's giving very much who is our paper suit man? Uh, Boynton. Boynton. George, Boynton. George Boynton. George Boynton. Of like conveniently I just happen to be involved in all of these very convenient ways. And that's how I know all this stuff. So and he also Published like a muckraking uh, oh. newspaper. Yeah. Okay, and he also like poked fun at his own tall tale, tall-tailedness. <laughs> um, like one of his uh pen names basically translated to like Don Julio the Deceiver or like something along those lines. So again, if you want to know, you can go check it out. Okay, check if your local library gives you JSTOR access or if your university still lets you in. I got mine because I work at a university, so. All right, but now we're here to talk about what what you really want to know, which is the curse. The curse. The curse. According to legend, one of the four Mexican agents died a sudden, unexplainable death before even reaching San Francisco on their mission. oh When the other three men arrived at San Francisco, they found it overrun with French spies. (laughs) Okay who were their enemy, right? Yeah. The the French are the ones that are invading. Yeah. After shepherd Diego Moreno took the loot, the three agents turned on one another, suspecting the worst. Two of the men shot each other. Oh, okay. And the other one was held captive as the suspect for those murders. Oh. Even after his release, the final man found an untimely death at the bar he then owned in... Tombstone, Arizona. (gasps) Aptly named. Mm -hmm. Great. Yep. After burying the treasure, our friend, the shepherd, Diego Moreno, becomes gravely ill. Oh, no. As thanks for caring for him in his time of desperate need, Moreno told his friend, Jesus Martinez, where he had buried the treasure. He's said to have stated, quote, on the side of the pass, about halfway from the tavern to the summit on the hillside opposite the main road. I, I do love a verbal map. <laughs> I hate it. I'm so confused. I feel like I'm in a, like a geometry word problem. <laughs> like, which, I don't. How many watermelons does Jose have
1: <laughs> if Maria has 12? What? What? <laughs>
0: Uh, are they married? Because then twelve. Where'd they get the watermelons? <laughs> yeah. How big are the watermelons? Why do they have so many? <laughs> Who's did selling they, the watermelons? They go to Costco. So, anyways, after that very helpful description, mm. uh, shortly after he dies, poor guy, just done. <laughs> so that's we're up to to Five, five. five deaths. Yes. After burying Marino. Martinez and his stepson set off to see if the claims of a dying man could be trusted. I mean, I would have done the same. I would have. I just, would have been just, like, just, just, to see, just to see, just to, see. Just I to mean, check it out. What,
1: what's the le- What's the
0: worst that can happen? Disappointment. Exactly. You think? Oh. The pair located the ash tree, but before he could even begin to dig, Martinez suffered a seizure and died on the spot. Ooh. His stepson was smart and decided to nope out of there and yeah, forget done. all about the obviously very cursed treasure.
1: He, he was probably like, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. I think we're good. Nope. I think I'm fine. I'm just fine. Being alive It's fine. Bye. Yep. <laughs> and the ghost spirits surrounding the curse
0: were like, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're up to six. Yes. Yes. So we're going to jump ahead to 1885. Okay. Remember how I said a dog
1: found yes. treasure?
0: Yeah. So his owner, another shepherd, didn't know there were so many shepherds down in lots the of, southwest. Lots of sheep. Great. To ship. Uh, <laughs> to herd would be the better part. No, that. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> to ship. Just lots sh- of sheep to ship. That's a quote of the... <laughs> just ship and ship sheep of the week um okay so this man the owner of the dog he's from the basque region of spain okay and he finds treasure in the hills he's pumped he's amped he's like cool i'm gonna go home there's some treasure in these these, them their hills he did he like went to a tavern and was like look what i found i was like you're dumb oh that is very dumb but he did not get robbed Oh. Surprisingly enough. Um, but he he decides he's going to go home to Spain with Aww. his timely fortune. We love that.
1: That's so sweet.
0: He would never make it. Oh. I this story's becoming very sad. What were you expecting I from cursed treasure? I don't genuinely. Like you turn I don't into know. a sunflower if you touch it, like
1: <laughs> That wouldn't be bad. I mean it would. You'd be not a human. Yeah. I don't know. The other the other options laid before me are very out of, you know, a storybook. So the only other option besides life is death. So indeed. Right. or Extreme illness.
0: Yeah. So our Spanish shepherd, he's, mm. he's ready to go home. He's so excited. Um, as he leaned over the dock railing to catch sight of his homeward bound ship, he falls over the side. And you're like, OK, no big deal. Wrong, because he was afraid of being robbed, so he'd sewn the jewels and the coins into his clothes, which meant he sunk and he drowned. Yeah. And we're up to s- seven? Seven. Seven! Okay, so now we're going to jump ahead another ten years. Okay. Remember Jesus Martinez? Jesus, yeah! yeah. Um, so his stepson decides that he's not so scared anymore. Oh, buddy. And he wants to go after the treasure again. Buddy. But before he can execute this plan, he's shot and killed by his own brother-in-law. He's executed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yep. So we're that's up to so sad. Eight.
1: eight. And like it's like right after he makes the decision, it's like dan <laughs> Well, that's
0: that's how it's presented. Mm. I wasn't there. That's fair. But you know. Alrighty, so this brings us up to 1939 in the documented history of the past. Okay. Mining expert Henry Jones teams up with Walter Combs, a, a mechanic, and his uncle Enos. Enos. E n i s. E n n i
1: s. Ennis. I like Enos. Enos. It sounds like a word that's missing a letter.
0: Wow. <laughs> Didn't know I was doing a podcast with a 12-year-old boy. Anyway, he's an inventor. Okay. The Combs have a new and improved metal detector that they call a doodlebug. Oh, I love that. That could be just the ticket for finding the lost treasure and disproving the so-called curse. I appreciate the name. Based on readings from the detector, the men thought they'd located the treasure 14 feet below a parking lot behind the shell of the Hollywood Bowl. Oh. As previously mentioned, they got a permit from L.A. County to go digging, as long as they committed to sharing a percentage of the findings with the local government. Okay, that feels reasonable. Fair enough. we yeah. are digging up our parking lot. Yeah. Before the official start of the dig, however, the combs got cold feet and backed out. Retro, seemingly fearful of becoming the next victims of the lost treasure. Okay. Not to be deterred, Henry Jones fills out a new team with former Hollywood vaudevillian and stuntman Ray Johnson. Okay. And Highland Park inventor Frank Holextra. That is such a great name. By this point, the legend of the treasure had made local news and drawn a large amount of attention that makes sense there was a quote carnival-like atmosphere for the 24 days of the dig with film crews on the scene and vendors selling popcorn for the gathered crowds they of course the team found nothing ultimately stopped by a boulder in the earth at a depth of 42 feet oh geez they were very determined very thorough yes Just a month later, Henry Jones joined the list of the curse's victims, completing suicide after sinking into a depression over the missing treasure and his recent divorce. Other treasure seekers were denied permits until 1974, when the Board of Supervisors granted William W. Boyle of Norwalk a one-day, $200 permit to pursue the loot with his new-fangled mineral rod, which he claimed would point to gold up to ten miles away. Okay.
1: Yep. This is what I think should be called a doodlebug.
0: <laughs> oh, and I, there's a photo of him. Oh, buddy. He looks very proud. Oh, buddy. Uh, he, too, came up empty-handed, believe <laughs> it or not, but he discovered that his biggest prize was the boyish wonderment of the pursuit and returning home alive, one of the few treasure seekers to escape the curse. I love that. It
1: also makes me think that the curse was, like, not worth
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Not worth it. (laughs) uh, So when it comes to theories, there aren't that many choices. Either the treasure exists... Or it doesn't. Yeah. There is, of course, the matter of the so-called curse. Mm. Is it truly something supernatural at work? Or does trouble just tend to follow individuals who engage in the high-stakes game of treasure hunting? Treasure hunting. You know, like, maybe your wife divorced you because you spent 24 days leading up to Christmas digging in a parking lot. Digging a huge hole in a parking lot. You know? And, like, maybe you spent all the money. Uh, like, at, yeah, maybe just other things are going on. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, if you say you're going to be looking for treasure, someone might hurt you to get to the, you
1: know? Yeah. Or you're living in the American West, or I guess the Mexican West at that point, you know, with not great hygiene or anything like that where... Infections and diseases were rampant. No, it was the
0: curse. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> this case is featured on a historical marker plaque oh. uh, in Los Angeles for any curious Western travelers. You can check it out. Of course, it's possible that the treasure never existed mm. or that it was quietly found a long time ago.
1: Honestly, that'd probably be a great way of doing that. You find something, you don't advertise it, you don't tell nobody, you just, oh, look at that. And then you slowly invest it and Mm -hmm. use it, you don't make it ostentate, you don't buy a brand new car with it, Nope, nothing crazy, you're really smart about it, you get a lawyer, you put your assets aside, everything fun. Can you can you tell
0: that if we ever win the lottery, Sasha has like a plan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we should have the, the really, the guy, like the announcer guy who talks really fast. It's like, we are not financial advisors. Please do not take any of our advice on her. <laughs> No, totally. Totally. Also, surely it would have been discovered by now. Like are LA you- is a
1: highly developed area. They, and they have to do a lot of digging in order to make foundations right. for buildings. And, you'd, you know, maybe it got paved over all the way. But if you're digging up, like, rocks and trees and stuff, then
0: you'd think. But also, they found Richard III in a grocery store parking lot. So her. anything's possible, I guess. I want to see that movie with... Um, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: What's her name from that. The Shape of Water? I don't remember her name. Sally, my brain said Sally Hemmings. That's not. Who that no, is. My At brain all. said
0: Sally Field. Also, also not, not who right. it is. <laughs> we only know two Sallys, <laughs> uh, And the one from Tim Burton's The Night Before Christmas. I love that movie. Anyway, that's the story. Woohoo. It's a short one, but we love a treasure. No, it's sweet. I, think... I love it. Some treasure. Some
1: treasure. I love a good treasure hunt. Yeah. Treasure, treasure hunting. Treasure
0: so good now it's gonna bother me so i'm gonna look it up hawkins wouldn't have gotten there is she the one in that movie yes (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) she is um if you guys don't know what we're talking about there's a movie lost king called the lost king that is about this woman who has this like obsession with finding richard iii and believes that he's in this parking lot and yes. i think it's based on a true story kind of like yeah. she was the researcher it's a
0: biographical film
1: yeah so i i i want to watch it
0: where is it streaming nowhere for free that's fine you can rent it <laughs> on, on amazon prime on youtube on amazon great apple tv great why is it a dollar more on apple tv that well big? at least i'm not i know not to go there yeah and uh fun fact sally hawkins is five two in case you were wondering she's short she's also in both of the paddington movies Oh, (laughs) great. And that's that. We don't have any uh, heart farts in the mailbox. None to give. But I have a question. Oh, of course she does. If
1: you were on the hunt for a treasure, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what would be the minimum treasure possibility to make you go treasure hunting? Oh. Like, would it be, oh, this is worth a certain amount of money or it's a certain object? I don't know. Would it be the story behind it? Because as we've previously discussed, we are indoor, we are indoor cats. Yeah. So the idea of hiking through stuff, digging, anything like that, not necessarily our usual bag. I no. do more hiking than you do, but that's because you're a porch lady and I'm a cat in a bubble backpack.
0: Yeah. And you have a dog.
1: And I have a dog. <laughs> So I think for me, it would definitely be more of like an
0: object threshold rather than a money threshold. Yeah, because I feel like most there are I feel like there isn't a lot of missing treasure that's no strings attached. Right. Like We've all seen national treasure. They had to they only got like a percentage. They had to give most of it to the government. But I mean, Rory got that great car. But he didn't pay his taxes. That's fair. He did not pay his taxes. Tax evasion is bad. friends. You should not do that. Or at least be smart about it. Be better it. about it. <laughs> Get away with it. <laughs> For legal purposes, that's a joke. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I feel like it, I'd have to be the the like nerd that gets reluctantly pulled along because I'm like obsessed oh, yeah. with the. Oh, that's
1: that's probably a better question. You know what I mean? What What is your role on the treasure hunting team? Yeah.
0: Like I'd like to think that I'd be the. The, like, cool lady who keeps her calm and wears a really fabulous hat. Okay. But I, realistically, I'd be the one that's, like, freaking out and, like, swatting mosquitoes you while, like, really... reading my notes. while like, Yeah. W- you know? And you
1: don't really like hats, so you don't really wear I them. don't
0: mind hats. I just can't find ones that fit my head. Yeah. Hats don't like me. That's fair. That's a very have fair a statement. I a big head.
1: I think, for me, I would probably be the like scheduler organizer trying to make sure everyone went to bed on time and like was eating um, yeah and having the proper nutrition i'd probably also be interested in like all the research and stuff but i think just for purposes of keeping myself away from getting too obsessed i'd be like "Mm, i'm just gonna obsess over the fact that you guys need to stay alive you're like i'm gonna make some stew
0: out by the campfire (laughs) anyone wants to join me i'm in the tent with the walkie-talkie like what do you see yeah, there's drawings on the wall. What do the markings look like? What it? What? Hello, hello, guys, guys, what's going on, Emma? And then I, I have both knives from my <laughs> cooking and be like, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to go. And you're like, we have to go. We and I'm have like, to no. go. We must go. Well, if you're playing along on the bingo card, I'm pretty sure we just wrote an entire a movie, movie on uh, on the air. So enjoy that square, or at least one episode of a TV show. Yeah. No, it would have to be like a. It would be a, a cliffhanger. It would have to be a series. Yeah. Fair. Ugh, Grey's Anatomy, the mm-hmm. season finale aired this week, <laughs> and they did a cliffhanger. And, like, I don't even like the character that much, but I'm just like, what the heck? What else could they possibly hang the cliff? Well, here's hang the thing. Off the cliff. Here's the thing. So, a bunch of the doctors are in. Bo- Spoiler Welcome, alert, welcome to you, Grey's Anatomy Talk. Look, okay, you're going to – I'm going to get there and you're going to laugh. Okay. Because I also was like, seriously? Because they've already done everything, guys. Like, yeah. plane crashes, fires, ferry crash, shooter. There was a fire in the hospital. There's, uh, There's been flooding in the hospital. There's been so many things. So this, this one. A bunch of the doctors are in Boston for the big awards ceremony. But because of that – because <laughs> – welcome to Grey's Anatomy – Nothing is realistic. But out of the characters that we know that do heart surgery, only one of them is still at the hospital. She's the chief of surgery. Okay. She's a big deal. There's this character that we met a couple episodes ago. He, like, broke a bunch of bones in his body because he's, like, a... Gumby? (laughs) No. (laughs) There's a word for it. Um... Double-jointed? No, no. (laughs) My brain wants to say squirrel suit. But, like... (laughs) It's like paragliding, but (laughs) you're wearing the suit instead of having it. No, hang gliding, you have the apparatus. This is literally wingsuiting. That's what it's called. You like jump and you have the fabric. Okay, so flying squirrel was not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So, but anyway, he like, and we beginning to know him, which is always a bad sign because... Grey's Anatomy but anyway he's having like mm, something with his heart and they're like keep an eye on it blah, blah blah blah. and then it's like oh god his chest tube is filling with blah and she's like oh the aortic blah, blah 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 get him to the OR really quick keep in mind for the last two episodes the chief of surgery Teddy is her name she's had a toothache and people are like ah oh, chief you have to like take care of yourself you have to go to a dentist she's like yeah yeah, yeah. but like I'm really busy I'm the chief of surgery I got a lot of stuff going on i've got two kids my husband's basically a third kid because he never went to therapy after the war she doesn't say that but that's what she should say <laughs> <laughs> this is only gonna make sense to this like is a lot. <laughs> two people i'm getting there I'm get- anyway so she they have him on the table and she's about to start surgery she keels over passes out on the ground they lose her pulse and meanwhile, the interns are frigging cutting open the guy because he's dying and like they page and nobody comes. And so anyway, I there's me on my couch Googling. How can you die from a toothache? Uh, probably a
1: infection that got into your blood. Yeah. Or your stopped, brain. Or, yeah. And then stopped.
0: But it was one of those things that I was both. like, what? The, what in the stupid made up science? And then I Googled it and no. I was like, oh, I guess that. But seriously, that's what we're doing. And then people in the comments of my, like, Facebook group that I'm part of, they're like, I swear to God, if Teddy doesn't die. (coughs) Or, like, if Teddy dies and we have to keep her husband, who everybody hates. Annoying. Anyway.
1: The Bone Shaman would tell you that anything, any kind of toothache, anything that feels, like, swollen in your mouth, get it looked at pretty much immediately. Because your mouth is obviously very close to your brain. And it can... And your eyes too, it can really mess with your, you know, function pretty quickly and pretty badly. So, so
0: this is your PSA go to the dentist, make the appointments, guys. I went to my my blind bitch appointment. I'm so proud of you. I'm so sorry
1: I didn't get... I I wasn't the one That's okay. Jenna
0: stepped up. Jenna came to get me. Thanks, Jenna. Jenna.
1: I really appreciate it. I had a meeting scheduled exactly for the time that you said,
0: like 20 minutes before you asked. I was so angry. (laughs) It's all good, but Jenna... That doesn't mean that you get to not drink water. Drink your water. You still have to put down the diet, Dr. Pepper.
1: Everyone, drink your water, wear your sunscreen. The sun's coming out now. It's starting to get hot. Make your appointments.
0: And especially if you have a toothache, because you could die. Yeah. Even if you're not hunting for, even if you're not hunting for treasure. But everyone,
1: please remember this podcast doesn't exist. But toothaches do kill you. Yeah. So that's true.
0: Go to the dentist.
1: Please. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.